In the 16th century, Spanish conquistadors found some unusual trail markers and roads in Peru. 400 years later, someone flying over them realized that one of these markers was made in the shape of an enormous bird. What they all saw is a 2,000-year-old mystery that today we call the Nazca Lines. Were they religious symbols, trail markers, or were they landing strips for ancient aliens? Find out on the Mysteries of Latin America podcast. Friends, welcome to the Mysteries of Latin America podcast, where we tell stories of the myths, legends, and mysteries of North, Central, South America, and the Caribbean for the whole world to know, understand, and enjoy. My name is Andrew Colon, and today we'll take you down to Peru, where we'll guide you through the mystery of these strange markings etched into the ground of a vast desert that are called the Nazca Lines. In this episode, we'll tell you the story of what the Nazca Lines are, who made them, what archaeologists and scientists say they were for, along with some unusual theories surrounding the lines, like the ones that say that they were landing strips for alien spacecraft way back in the day. We'll also relay some exciting news about the lines that came out very recently that blows the whole thing wide open. I think you'll love this episode. Now let's get into the story of the Nazca Lines. Four hundred nineteen kilometers or two hundred and sixty miles away from Peru's capital city of Lima, you'll find yourself in the desert of Nazca, a desolate place in southwestern Peru. If you're flying over the area, you'll see miles and miles of dull, pale desert sand and rocks, and more sand and rock, and more sand and rock, and then you'll see a huge figure carved into the sand and then another, and then you can't stop seeing them no matter where you look. These are the Nazca Lines, and they're part of an over 2,000-year-old mystery that covers an area of 300 square miles or 775 square kilometers. The Nazca Lines, well, are literally lines, over 800 of them, etched onto the desert floor some bordered by a seemingly infinite line of rocks on either side to mark them, making shapes that can only fully be appreciated from above. But it isn't just a few shapes. It's over 300 geometric figures, an animal and plant figures. Some of the straighter lines can go on for almost 30 miles or 50 kilometers, and the animal and plant figures can be as small as 50 feet or 15 meters and up to 1,200 feet or 365 meters in length, almost as long as the Empire State Building is tall. And the plant and animal figures depict creatures like a huge spider, a monkey, a flower, a cat, a tree, and even a whale. And there are so many others. We'll tell you about some of them in a minute. But the most controversial figure is a depiction of a human-like figure that many people call the astronaut. More on that one later. When you talk about the discovery of ancient archaeological finds, as there were already people there for a couple thousand years and still are, we can oftentimes mean when they were discovered by an outside culture, like the Europeans, or in times closer to our own. The first time the lines were mentioned in Western writing was in the year 1553 by the Spanish conquistador Pedro Ciesa de Leon. 
but even though the lines were and are at least partially visible from nearby hills, without the benefit of being up in the air, he saw them as curious trail markers in the desert. Another Spaniard, Luis Monzon, saw the same thing and described them as unusual winding roads, and then not a whole lot else was mentioned about the lines, as Spain had bigger fish to fry, like colonizing a continent. And then it wasn't until the 20th century, and 1927 to be exact, that a Peruvian archaeologist named Toribio Mejia Cespe saw the lines when he was hiking through the foothills nearby but it didn't make any sort of news until he talked about the lines he saw from the hills at a conference in Lima, Peru, 12 years later in 1939. So obviously not priority number one. Almost a year later in 1940, an American historian named Paul Cossack was studying ancient systems of desert irrigation in the Nazca area when he and his associates found evidence of the lines on the ground. But once they were up in a small plane flying over the area, it's when they saw what the lines really were, when they made the shape of a giant bird etched onto the desert floor. On another flyover of the area, they saw that the lines came together right on the horizon, on the exact date of the winter solstice in the southern hemisphere. These weren't just drawings in the sand for Paul and his group of researchers. It was the largest astronomy book in the world. And that, friends, is when things got real. And after five decades of study and research, the Nazca Lines were finally designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1994. So, who made the lines? How did they make them? And possibly more importantly, why did they make these lines in the sand so long ago? The consensus is that most of the lines were created by people from the area called the Nazca people who lived and flourished there from about the year 200 BC to about the year 700, when they got absorbed into the Inca culture. When I said most of the lines, it's because two previous cultures who lived in the area before the Nazca people, the Chavin and Paracas, may also have drawn some of the older lines, and they go as far back as 1000 BC, or BCE, however you like your prehistoric dates. In scientific circles, these lines and shapes are known as geoglyphs, which literally means symbols in the Earth, but the cool nerds just call them glyphs. Anthropologists believe that these ancient people designed the shapes by removing 12 to 15 inches or 30 to 38 centimeters of dark rock and sand above, and they dug trenches to reveal the lighter colored sand below to make the figures visible monumental efforts that surely took many, many years and people to accomplish. Others were made in relief in three dimensions to make their figures. The thought is that they started with small-scale figures and then increased their dimensions as they advanced and got better at it over time. And why are the designs still there after all this time? Well, the designs have remained intact to our day because there's very little erosion or rain in this part of Peru, as the region only gets about 20 minutes of rain per year. You thought it was hot where you are. So now we have an idea of who made them, but why did they make these lines? This is the question. There are a lot of theories surrounding their purpose, including that the Nazca geoglyphs were a way for the Nazca to worship their gods, that they were an ancient form of irrigation, that they were an astrological calendar, or 
They were landing strips for ancient alien spaceships visiting the Earth. Let's take a look at all of these a little closer. In 1985, anthropologist Johann Reinhard proposed that the Nazca lines were images used in religious practices that emphasized worshiping gods that were associated with water and crops, and that they were made as a part of a ritual to appease the gods in order to bring more rain. That theory was strengthened in that same year of 1985 when the German Archaeological Institute and the Institute of Andean Archaeological Research discovered a number of religious offerings in small cavities near some of the geoglyphs, and that they might have served to appease the gods. But what about astronomy or measuring solstices? I mentioned earlier that the idea for the Nazca designs might have been for astronomy and for keeping some sort of a calendar. This is a theory famously put forth by German archaeologist Maria Reika beginning in the 1940s. She saw that some of the designs were linked to constellations, or that they depicted actual constellations that were important for the Nazca people. Reika also believed that the land designs acted as a giant solar calendar given the special position of some designs relative to the sun. Paul Cossack, the American history professor I mentioned earlier, who did one of the first flyovers looking for ancient irrigation canals, noticed that the lines perfectly aligned with the sunset and that it had to be way more than a coincidence. In 2021, a team called Salvar Nazca, Save Nazca, led by Spanish engineer Carlos Hermida, compiled over 3,000 satellite images and made a huge mosaic of images. Think of it as a huge jigsaw puzzle. Then they reverse-engineered the creation of the images and came to the conclusion that the huge glyphs were really a complex system of ancient canals that was used to collect water from one area and then using the different slopes of the terrain would bring it to other parts of the desert where it could be stored in times of drought. The same engineer thinks this technology could help different areas of the world suffering from droughts to deal with their water issues right now. So he's not just interested in ancient history. But what you really wanted to know is about the ancient aliens, right? Of course you do. That's what I wanted to know. A writer from Switzerland named Eric von Daniken claimed that the indigenous people of Peru came up with these detailed animal and plant designs to call visitors from other world to come back to Earth. In 1968, he wrote a book about his theory and called it Chariot of the Gods, saying that the ancient people considered extraterrestrials to be alien gods and said that these enormous drawings were, of course, made for beings floating around in the air and that the lines were a landing site for UFOs, which I guess now should be called UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. He argued that the precision and scale of these designs would have been well beyond the capabilities of ancient humans alone. That reminds me a little bit of the aliens built the pyramids idea, no? According to this idea, the Nazca people had contact with ancient alien civilizations, which influenced their culture and artistic expressions. Other UFO or UAP-related theories also suggest that the shapes were made by aliens and were used to steer their spaceships and to be used as landing pads. While I'm not going to rule it out entirely, I'm just going to be the messenger this time. And in the words of Morpheus from the Matrix, you can believe whatever you want to believe. 
But what is the research being done today, say? Well, a researcher from Japan named Masato Sakai is leading a group studying the Nazca culture and has been since 2004. When he and his team started, they were using satellite images or images from airplanes. Later, they added drones to their bag of tricks and that helped them discover a lot of new figures. But their big break came in 2019 when the team collaborated with IBM to use artificial intelligence and deep learning. Now, most of us know what AI is for, but I didn't really have my head wrapped around what deep learning was. So here's a definition. Deep learning is a machine learning technique that teaches computers to simulate the behavior of the human brain where they learn by sampling large amounts of data. And Sakai used it to analyze patterns in the images he got from satellite and aerial photos and spotted new images based on similarities to known designs. Four new geoglyphs were identified during this process by the AI in deep learning models. Of the four, they depict a human-like figure holding a club, a pair of legs or hands stretching out more than 250 feet, a fish, and a bird. And then they found the designs on the ground, right where the new tech said they'd be. And with the help of artificial intelligence, deep learning technology, aerial images, and drones, Sakai and his team have cataloged over 350 figures. And he thinks that when he and his team are done, they'll find over 1,000. And with all of his research and toys, Sakai thinks that the linear figures mark the beginning and end of straight trails that connect one desert valley to another. And the relief figures mark trails that aren't in straight lines and were made on sloping terrain. So yes, trail markers, as the Spanish conquistadors thought hundreds of years ago. Like I said earlier, I'm gonna hold out on the alien theory, but I can see a scenario where a culture can build these complex figures in the ground to ask their gods for rain, given that it doesn't rain much at all, and maybe when it did rain, these trenches could have held and transported the water and stored it for the people to survive desert life. And the different figures could have marked different territories or boundaries or groups of people and borders. So I guess a combo pack of all these theories. But what do I know? I'm just a curious guy with a microphone and an internet connection in Mexico. What we do know is that some ancient indigenous cultures did amazing things hundreds and possibly thousands of years ago in an unforgiving desert, carving the desert floor with mind-boggling designs that we call the Nazca Lines. Let's hope we can keep the area protected so future generations can see one of the wonders of the past that are a part of one of the most intriguing mysteries of Latin America. Friends, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Mysteries of Latin America. If you enjoyed this story, consider following the podcast and sharing a link or two on social media so more people can know about some of the unusual and surreal myths, legends, and mysteries we share with the whole world on the Mysteries of Latin America. I'm Andrew Colon. Adios. Thank you.